How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What are you laughing at? Kenny, you got three more hours left in you and Kenny's like, yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm ready, baby. <laughs> I'm ready, baby. We're cooking. Uh, you know what's You know what'll happen, Ham, is I'll flip the board. We'll go over to 1025. I'll set it up to where Sexy Red is like the first or second song, and then my man will be good. Is Sexy Red on your holiday playlist? Um, it might be. I just don't know. Oh, I've you know. Oh, you know Sexy Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, 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 you a, would know. She had a quite crazy tweet yesterday. I was like, this has got to stop. I'm, I don't follow Sexy Red on Twitter. I don't follow her either, but her tweets come up. Well, actually, this was like a quote tweet from somebody I do follow. And it's like, this is this is ridiculous, sexy red. Come she's, on now. She's doing a lot. Miss Red, stop. Yes, Miss Red. You're a mother at this soon to be. Yeah. Uh Hammer, Crazy. we're talking about this uh Pelicans matchup tonight, and it's tough to decipher, you know, what exactly we saw Monday, but I think we all have kind of come to the conclusion that the Pelicans, regardless of what happened in that game, the Pelicans are a tough matchup uh for Sacramento. And if Sacramento was on their A game tonight or today. It's still a it's it's still going to be a tough outing for them. Oh, I totally agree, especially with how beat up the Kings are right now. Um, you know, the Pelicans are beat up too. They always are though. They're kind of used to playing shorthanded. Yeah. Um, but like at some point, don't you have to see if Zion Williamson can go right? Like, I don't know. It's just, just asking for a friend. Like, is there a way that you could try to force him to go use his right hand or go try to finish at the rim at the right side? Like it, it's like a reverse Zoolander thing. Like the dude can't, he can hang a Louie and you get, you just kept letting him do it the whole game. Um, I think tonight what we'll see is, uh, Mike Brown cheering for a couple of guys who step in and take a charge on that left side. And just get run over Zion. And, you know, you'll see Mike Brown cheering on the sidelines because that's what he's begging for his players to do. And I, I don't know, anyone who watches the game, you got to be thinking the same thing. Like somebody just go stand in the path and draw a char- charge because he's out of control, spinning to his left the entire game. Outside of that, it's going to be tough because if you don't have Keegan Murray, who's going to shut down Brandon Ingram? And uh, you're get you might get a couple of bodies back tonight, but it's going to be a little ragged look. Mm. Stepping in front of Zion to take a charge a little easier than it looks, easier than it sounds as well. No, stepping in front of him is easy. Taking the charge <laughs> is the difficult part. No, getting up off <laughs> the, the ground—that's the hard part. The, deciding this is what I'm going to do with my Wednesday night 
Step in front of that giant human being. That's a tough look. You know what I always think about, too? Like when people like take away his left, take away his left. Not just Zion, but anybody. Is nobody says that about people that go to the right. <laughs> These guys, the right-handed players, go to their right, finish with the right all the time. Nobody's like, take the right hand away. Nobody says that. But the lefty, it's like it's just so easy. Just take the left hand away. You don't have anything else. Well, in theory, it should be easier for a right-handed shot blocker to take away the left hand, uh, a left-handed person's, you know, shot. But it, he's just so uh, broad through the shoulders that it, it's nearly impossible. You know, he he really does play the game like an NFL defensive lineman, and it's really difficult to like to keep him from rolling on you. And the other thing I'd point out, like he, it's not like he's dunking on the Kings the whole time. Like this guy is a highlight reel when he gets loose and, you know, he's got a free run at the rim, but he's scoring on all of these little flip shots. And I, I know that that's really difficult to stop because of angles and stuff. And because you're expecting something different. But I also think that like there has to be a way to stop a guy from going one direction you know, it's not like he's using a skyhook. It's not like, you know, he's mixing it up at all. He's just going around you and doing a left-handed layup again and again and again. So at some point, you know, somebody does have to stand in there and take a charge. I don't want to see JaVale McGee standing under the basket waiting to swat at a ball that he's not going to get. And and that's what we saw a couple of times last game. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to see these guys. They wall him off. And then as soon as they wall him off, you're fine. Like he passes out of it. And the problem is you, you have to consistently do it uh, and you have to stay out of foul trouble and it's not easy, but like, that's the game plan and you got to stick to it and you got to hope that your guys, uh, you know, follow the rules uh, of the game plan and, and that it's good enough to stop him. It took five minutes and 44 seconds for those who were wondering before James went at Jabel McGee. So five minutes and 44 seconds is the new barometer. Um, well, I, I mean, you guys, like, we all watch the same thing, right? It's not like I'm, I'm, if you have a shot blocker, which the Kings have one, they have one shot blocker, unless you want to count Malik Monk, who has more shots, who's blocked more shots than JaVale has. Um, and, and, you know, unless you want to count one of those guys, that's fine. But you got one shot blocker and you just have to be in the right position. And the right position isn't underneath the, in the circle underneath the basket, it's to step up and shield away that left side and go vertical. And you don't have to block the shot. You just have to make it more difficult. The Kings are just late to getting there every single time with him. And I don't get it because it's not like he's moving at the sound, at the like speed of sound. But, but my whole thing is like, this is what he does. The issue is never Zion being able to play. It's if he's playing. Like this is the Kings are gonna have to figure out. Like, it, it sounds as simple as just cut off his left hand. This is what he does all the time, and he shoots sixty-seven percent from the field and gets a lap on the entire league. Like, this is what he does. Now, that doesn't mean don't game plan, but this this ain't a Kings problem. This is just what Zion. This is what he does every time he plays the game of basketball. No, I get what you're saying. Um, you know, like we. We had Marvin Bagley here in Sacramento. You can go ahead and put that one down too. James talking <laughs> Marvin Bagley. There you go. Next up, I'll talk Buddy Hield. How about that? Um, hey, Buddy was cooking last buddy night. Was cooking he last was night. cooking. Buddy was he on fire. Bogey was cooking. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, we didn't cooking. even talk. Bogey had like twenty six. Yeah. Well. Yeah, he was. He was on fire too. 
um they all of them were like going at it it, it, it was a lot of fun to watch um yeah but uh where was i going with that like marvin bagley like everyone always talks about how marvin can only go left right marvin had like a really really nice array of of jump hooks and up and unders and he could dunk on you like that's one thing when a guy you know al jefferson only had one move and it was really effective this is like a like a underhand layup he's doing on almost every possession that's where i'm confused it's like how is he getting away with that specific play it's not like he's doing anything tricky he's just bull rushing you and getting around you and using his left hand and so i don't know maybe the whole entire league can't figure it out but it's not like he's he's averaging 35 a game you know so we'll, we'll have to wait and see what the the game plan is in this one but i expect the kings to draw a few charges I think they're, you know, Zion Williamson certainly a focus of of any opponent. But man, Hammer Casey and I were talking about this a few minutes ago. It sure feels like Valanciunas is a problem for Sacramento, regardless of the uniform he's wearing. Yeah, you know, he's kind of like this weird mixture of the the tall guy that blocks shots and the the really heavy weight guy who doesn't leave his feet. Right. And so we know Sabonis doesn't do well with like the super strong guys. Um, this is a super strong guy. And it's also a super strong guy that knows Domas as well as anyone. They play together on the Lith- Lithuanian national team and they've spent a ton of time together. So like they've practiced against each other a ton. He knows, you know, the book on Sabonis and you got to figure out a way to be better. You got to move faster. You got to, um, you know, have your have your guards playing faster. Whatever it is, you need to figure out a way to get Sabonis loose a little bit in this one. And you can't just say, hey, you know, it's a tough matchup, and so you're going to lose a game. Like, you you still have to go out there and try to win the matchup each and every time. Like, Valanciunas is a good player. Uh, Sabonis is a great player. And sometimes a great player has to go out there and do something above and beyond and try to go, try to go uh, make an impact for his team. And so I expect to see a better performance out of Sabonis in this one. What do you think happened on Monday night? You know, was it was it a – we talk about this from time to time, but was it a schedule loss or, you know, did what happened out there? Or credit to New Orleans. Did they just beat up on the Kings? Yeah, I mean, I think a little bit of credit to New Orleans. They came out and they, they did damage. Um, I also think – like, I don't believe in a scheduling loss when it, it's not like your schedule is so bad that – you know, for me, a scheduling loss uh, would be like a horrible flight and all that stuff. This was a short flight. It was a, a back-to-back. I would point out it's the Kings' first back-to-back, so that's a little bit difficult. It didn't help that Keegan Murray went down uh, a, and didn't come back out for halftime. And I, I'm pretty sure, I mean, he didn't go to shoot-around this morning or wasn't at shoot-around this morning. Uh, it's possible he's getting treatment and that there's somehow he could play, but his questionable feels more like doubtful tonight than it does anything else um, where uh, the questionable for Trey Lyles or the questionable for um, Sasha Vizenkov feels like maybe they'll play. Um, we'll have to wait and see, but like the Kings don't have a lot of different answers for guys uh, when you lose the, the length and athleticism and the defensive prowess now that is uh, Keegan Murray. So um, yeah, it could be, it could be another long night, but, like, look, the Kings have been a better team than the Pelicans all year long. What you don't want to see is a game where what we saw in Houston where 
the first one was ugly and the second one was worse. <laughs> that would that would be a trend that I I don't like starting to develop, where you you let somebody beat you and then you let them embarrass you the next time. That that wouldn't be a good sign. Uh, I co-sign that. Let's not do that tonight. Let's, let's not. Yeah. Um, Matter of fact, you said, do I have three hours left in me? I think I might leave because that game comes on while we're. You know, I thought of that. I realized we we might just have to not watch it. Like the last two times Kenny and I have watched games together in the studio was the Houston Monday game, the Houston mm. Monday Massacre, and the New Orleans Monday Massacre. So it's on us. Uh, we we may have to take the the courageous step to not watch the yeah. game together. Um, Do it for the people. No, yeah, we are we are we are the people show. We always have been. James, what do you expect from Trey tonight? It, it all, all appearances are he's back. Are we, are we talking minutes restriction? Or hell, at this rate, are we talking starting? Like, what do, what do you think we're looking at with Trey tonight? Yeah, I, I certainly think he's going to be on a minutes restriction. We haven't heard that from Mike Brown, but you know they've done a lot of work behind the scenes. Like it was like maybe three weeks ago we saw him do like a really rigorous workout, and he said that that was like his third workout like that at that point. Um, and then he's continued to do that, but they've actually extended it where he's doing half court workouts. It's tough to get the practices in, which is what Mike Brown always wants to see. He wants to see a guy have multiple practices under his belt before they put him back out there. If we saw Trey for more than like 18 minutes, I'd be kind of surprised, but either way, I'm going to be surprised because I don't know that, you know, how many minutes are there unless we're just dealing with an injury issue. And so I'm kind of intrigued to see what happens there. Um, to be honest, I think he opens up a whole new world for the Sacramento Kings. Mm. And, you know, I think not only in this game could you really use him as a guy who you slide over and say, hey, why don't you go give us like six quality minutes on Zion Williamson and we'll see what you can do. Like, I don't know that anyone is going to stop Zion by himself. Uh, but Trey's like, he's a, a big, strong guy. He he should be able to at least compete with him. Um, it, you know, and then on the offensive end, I think getting Trey back, I think getting Trey back just opens up so much for Mike Brown because now you can do the small ball action, which they have not been doing at all. You know, so instead of going to a JaVale McGee or an Alex Len, you can go to a Trey Lyles and really try to run teams. And so I think that where we'll really see that potentially is against a team like Minnesota where, you know, you might give up some rebounds and you might give up some buckets in the paint to Gobert or Cat, but at the same time, you can drag those guys outside and open up the whole floor for your team. So I'm excited to see Trey get back on the floor because, you know, this offense is very versatile, but when you add a piece like him, you even become more versatile. Uh, he's a guy who can shoot from the outside. He can take the ball to the hoop. Uh, he can rebound. He can pass. And he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So I'd like to see, you know, what this team looks like at full speed with Trey Lyles playing, you know, maybe at full strength, like 18 to 22 minutes a game uh, on the season. But, you know, I, I think he just adds a new variable that they don't have right now. Do you think there's a possibility that Trey Lyles starts tonight? With Keegan? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, starting a guy who hasn't played. <clears throat> I mean, what are the Kings? It, Kings are eight and five, so he hasn't played in thirteen games. He didn't play in the final preseason game or two because uh, that's when he got hurt. 
Um, I think it's tough. I, I don't think I would start him. Uh, I, I know people might think I'm crazy here, but like my first option, if Keegan isn't going to play, would probably be to slide um, Harrison Barnes to the four and have him just like deal with uh, Zion the best he can and start Kessler Edwards because I think he gives you the best opportunity to slow down um, uh, Brandon Ingram. And, and, just and that's where there. Mike went on Monday. Uh, yeah, when, when they lost in the second half, Keegan, yeah, it was Kessler Edwards. So obviously, now it's a little bit different because I think we haven't talked. Du- Duarte's back, also. Like you have, you have a few more options than you did uh, at the time. But I think a lot of people wondered if Mike would wind up going with Kessler, anyways. Yeah, Duarte is is um, he's still questionable, so I'm not sure if he's playing or not. And I would say like the other option, it's kind of a an oddball lineup. But slide Harrison Barnes to the four, slide Kevin Herter to the three, and let Chris Duarte start at the two. Mm-hmm. That might give you a little more. Well, it's going to give you a lot more offensive versatility. Um, but I would even expect if they do the other lineup where we're talking about Harrison Barnes at the at the four, I would expect Kessler Edwards to go in the corner and and be the three point guy, and I would expect Harrison Barnes to be up doing the DHO pick and roll game with Demonis for at least a couple of, uh, a couple of minutes per, per half. Um, and, and just kind of switch it up where you're not relying on whatever Kessler can bring on the offensive end and Kessler can shoot. He's worked really hard on his three point shooting. Um, uh, I think it would be good to see him now. Like, again, I'm not sure that Duarte is playing or not. Like we have all of these players that are questionable. There are four of them. Um, we know that Alex Len and Keon Ellis won't play. Uh, but you know, Vazenkov, uh, Duarte, uh, Lyles and and Keegan are all uh, questionable. Well, this whole damn game is questionable, if you ask me. <laughs> Sounds like it, right? Yeah, it's it's not it's not the like we were watching. It, you you referenced him earlier. We were watching the other like I, what do you? I don't even know what you do with Brandon Ingram. Like he's he's when he's on, he's like that. He like approaches that Kevin Durant level of like, what do you do? Like he's yep. dribbling and he's hitting like turnaround. You know, you can't you can't block like you could defend it the best you can, but you're not really doing anything to him because he's like six eleven. Feels unguardable, and he's just got this beautiful touch. Like he he's a really interesting player to me because it feels like he has all of the tools to be one of the greats, but it just doesn't quite come together completely for him but man he is uh he is just so problematic to me yeah he's super talented um but at some point it has to like equate like sure he's doing it on one night against the sacramento kings but you know the pelicans are seven and seven reason number one you know they have a bunch of injury problems which they always do um but also you know this is a guy that He's kind of hit and miss, you know. Uh, you you love looking at the the twenty four five and five and a half, um, but you know he, he, this will surprise you guys. He's shooting thirty percent from three on the season. It just didn't look like it, it against the Kings. Me. I don't think he missed it to the Kings. I think he shot a perfect fifty for fifty uh, or something like, like nobody that. Nobody missed the three quarter game. It was, I mean, it was yeah, the first game in history the game. where the, the Pelicans shot a hundred percent. Yeah, it's one of the. He's one of those players though that when he is cooking. There's, there isn't a lot you can do. Uh, I think you get more and more physical with him, which is why I, I would say, hey, Chris Duarte might be an option there. You know, let Duarte go and, and battle with him a little bit. 
Um, but this is a, a Pelicans team. You know, they didn't know that they're going to have Herb Jones for that last game. I think he was uh, questionable or doubtful coming into the day, and all of a sudden he was playing. Um, you know, that's he adds an element, uh, a guy at like six foot eight who can defend, who can defend Fox at least part part of the time. But I, I just think the Kings will have a much better game plan coming into this game. It won't be to have Fox go two of twelve from three. You know, he's he's going to have to do better. Uh, the rest of the guys are going to have to do better as well. You know, you, you got to have Kevin Herter, who's got a banged up finger. Um, he's going to have to start playing better uh, in these situations. And uh, you you have to open the spacing for Domas. If you want to know how to get Domas loose, it's for your, your other guys to hit their shots. Once they start falling, the whole spacing on the court changes. And, you know, you'll, you allow him a little bit more leeway to get to the basket and do some damage. Um, so yeah, I, I think that, you know, we're going to see a better effort tonight. Is that what happened Monday? You think that's what happened Monday? They, they were so bad shooting. They just collapsed on Domas and didn't made his life yeah, miserable. I think their game plan from the beginning mm. was to collapse the middle on both Fox and Sabonis and say, go ahead and beat us. And Fox just kept shooting and couldn't hit. And it, it's not like he was way off. He just wasn't hitting like he had been the previous game and the previous week or two before that. So, yeah, I, I think that, you know, again, you have to force a team to do something different and you don't want to see the Kings come out. And we've seen this before where their first 10 shots are three pointers. Um, but that's what the defense gives you. It's kind of what you have to do, right? You have to keep shooting and hopefully you hit them. If you hit them, the game plan changes for the other, for the other team. They start going out, they start defending you harder. Uh, on the perimeter, and then it opens up everything in the middle. And so hopefully the Kings can have that, uh, you know, effect tonight. But, you know, who knows? Again, Herder's playing with a totally taped up index finger on his non-shooting hand, but it's not easy to go get rebounds. It's not easy to hit the three ball. He's got to make adjustments. Um, you know, you need more from Harrison Barnes. 16 points and like four rebounds last game. That was, that was nice, but you need more. Uh, this is one of those games where, Everybody has to step up until you get 100% healthy or you're going to you know, be in danger of starting a road trip 3-3 three and three with the potential, I mean, starting 3-0 and oh and with the potential of coming back at 500 with a three-game losing streak heading into a, a do-or-die uh, against the, the Golden State Warriors for an in-season tournament bid. Don't so, want that. Nope. It's inevitable. It's going to happen, yeah. It's going to happen no matter It's inevitable. What. Um, which, and, and that's so, that's so crazy too, that you, you bring that up. Cause I was thinking about that as well. It's like, oh, they already secured a 500 road trip, which is a good thing. But the way you get there, the story as how you got the 300 road trip, it could take a, a drastically different turn than, you know, what it normally is. Cause if you start off three and oh, then you lose your last three, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel as good as if. Say you started off one and two, and then you won two and one in the, fa- the the final three. You still get to the same place, but you're feeling a little different. different. Road, yeah, you're, you're feeling a little different uh, getting there. That's why I think tonight is is a pretty pretty big game for this group. Yeah, you don't want to also start losing series to teams that you're competing with for, uh, or you could be competing with for playoff uh, like standings. And you know, I don't think that that's going to be the case with the Houston Rockets. But again, those are Western Conference losses. You don't you don't want to start stacking up a bunch of 0 and twos against, you know, you're already there with uh, 
with both the the Warriors and the Rockets. Um, if you add the Pelicans into that, that's not good um, because there's going to come a point where you might face a Clippers team that's figured it out and, and you still got to face them four times. You might face a Suns team that's figured it out and gets healthy and you still got to face them four times. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of big time teams. I mean, you still got to play uh, Denver like three or four times. Like the Kings can't slack off here and, and just think, okay, they can't let go of the rope, right? We we saw that in Houston, the one game where it was just like, oh, wow. Like I didn't expect this team to just let go and, and get clubbed. Um, and it's all right to have a bad loss every once in a while, but you can't have a, the same bad loss two games in a row to the same team. Uh, at again. least not in my opinion. <laughs> you, well, you can't, can't do that it, again. Right? <laughs> yeah, and I think that's why all of us are a little sitting back a little leery on this game because you're mm-hmm. like, okay, we already saw what happened the last time that you guys get in this situation and do you recover? Do you not? And Houston's a, a nice town to go down go out in. Uh, but new Orleans is a whole nother level. And so like the, you don't want the, these guys coming out and looking like they, they got the, uh, the bourbon street flu or something. And so hopefully, hopefully they're, uh, they're ready to roll when, uh, at five o'clock when it tips off. We'll come back. I think there's a, a, a lot more to uh, talk about with the with the leeriness of this game. We'll talk about what it means if Keegan's out for a little while. Like, it hasn't really been discussed, and I think part of it is this injury happens on the road, and I think the only person there who is Chris Biederman is Chris Biederman. I think he only has so much access. We don't we don't exactly know what's going on, so we'll uh, talk about that and get you ready for that game. Is Hammer said it's just about uh, an hour and some change away. So we've got that coming up. We'll close out this week strong with the insider, our insider, James Ham here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. No reason we can't continue. Let the beat drop. Thank you. No reason to uh, not continue that conversation on the air as James and KC were having a discussion well, about. I'll give. I'll let James finish what he was saying, but it spawned from just, you know, just stro- scrolling stuff, and they have a comparison of Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts in their numbers. And outside of total touchdowns, there's about five or six categories right here, traditional numbers. Total touchdowns is 24 to 20 for Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Jalen's got that. Other than that, Brock's got him in everything else. He's mm-hmm. got him in passing yards, yards per attempt, uh, fewer INTs, completion percentage, QBR, all this other stuff. And mm-hmm. I I never really thought of Brock as an MVP candidate. Maybe it's subconscious. But, I mean, it's like who's – there? He, he's got to be in the discussion. He's got to be top five – like when you talk, oh, absolutely. What's the what is it when we have the finalists? Is it the Heisman? I don't know. But throughout the oh, season, the Heisman right? where they bring in the top three. three. Yeah, he, NBA like, MVP has the top three now too. I, I think that's what it was. I think he'd be yeah. going to New York City for for for. To yeah, be I part think so of that. too. Yeah, I I I I think so too. James, you want to uh, finish what you were. Yeah, I was saying, like, at the beginning of the season, I know everyone thought I was crazy when I said, hey, like, I, I look at Brock Purdy and I think he's going to throw for, like, 4,300 yards and 30 touchdowns. And he's on pace to throw for 4,500 yards and, like, 31 touchdowns. Hmm. Like, he's pacing, and, and it's not like he's pacing after week five. He's still pacing right now to do that. And it might even even be a little bit more after this last week's yardage. Uh, I didn't do the calculations after this week. But... Like, look, I think he's going to be sort of like a paper MVP for right now. No one is convinced that when the chips are down that he's a guy that can lead you down the field and go get you a score in, in crunch time to win a game. And I think a little bit of that you can put on Moody, who missed a field goal, which mm-hmm. took Absolutely. away what would have been. Against the top uh, defense in the NFL. Yeah, and I mean, if he hits that field goal, the Niners uh, have two losses. If they beat Philadelphia and they beat the Seattle twice, then they're leading the NFC again. Mm-hmm. That field goal has a lot of weight to it, yeah. and and I think that field goal put them in a little bit of a spiral as well. Uh, you know, then they end up losing two more. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I thought the next yeah, game it was a three was game losing streak, and then the Bengals, right? Yep. Um, yeah. So, uh, but what I would point out is the last year that Aaron Rodgers won his MVP, it, it was a joke. Tom Brady had twice the numbers he did twice. I, I mean, Tom Brady threw, he had his most impressive passing yards and, and touchdowns and everything. He was incredible, but he came in like second or third place in the NFC and Rogers team came in first and he got the MVP. I thought it was a, a sham of an MVP for sure. Uh, but a, at the same time, the, the wins and losses matter. So Brock Purdy can go in to again Seattle this weekend and be on the Seahawks and then he can go into uh fill on the second you know week in a row and somehow beat up on the Eagles now let's talk about the MVP 
because that's where you're you're heading at that point. You know, the head to head would matter a lot more than a three game streak midway through the season. And then Brock would have one more opportunity to face Lamar Jackson later in the season. Mm. And you'd have to see what that looks like. Mm. You know, if he beats Lamar and he beats that ba- uh, Baltimore defense. Okay. Now, now you're like, I'm more comfortable saying not only is he a candidate, but he's probably the leader. I mean, he's got five interceptions. He's only fumbled the ball times. Lamar Jackson fumbled the ball 10 times, you know, and, and look at all the interceptions for, uh, for Hertz. Like he's a, he's in it. For sure. Yeah, I proposed an idea earlier that if it's close, I think it goes to Jalen because Jalen was the MVP front runner last year before losing the end of his season mm. to an injury. And whether you find it fair or not, the thought of him being an MVP is already in people's head. Yeah. The thought of Brock Purdy being an MVP is not yet there. Um, so Jalen, while he would be deserving this year, he might get the nod as kind of uh, he should have gotten it last year. So, it was, you know, he had an MVP caliber season. Let's make sure he gets it this year. And I don't think the Eagles are going to lose very many games. It's like, so that's the, I mean, it, 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 they're not losing more than three games. I don't think so either. And they might not lose more than two. Right. Hell, they might not lose more than one. I know you don't want to hear that, but that, that's, 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 nice. very, that's it's very real. real. It's real. Yeah. No, they're, they're really good. Um, and I mean, the Niners, if, if they want their guy to be mentioned in that category, got to go, got to go beat the best, mm-hmm. you know, at their home, you got to beat them at their, at their place. That's the way the schedule plays out. And, you know, and again, like we Philadelphia there, there's been at least like six games a season where they easily could have lost. Like yeah. they have not just been like so dominant that you're like, Oh, that's the team. I think seven, you know? one score games, six of them have been wins. One of them yeah. is the loss to the Jets. I mean, they, they lose last night if uh, Patrick Mahomes has anyone to throw to at all. Like, talk about an embarrassment to the to uh, a great quarterback to not only did you realize early in the season that, you know, Kadarius Tony cost them a win, like, by himself, like, early on, um, but then to watch, you know, your team not even go out and, and add anybody except for McCole Hardman who wasn't good for you the previous three seasons, you know, that's tough. So yeah. uh, that that's a disservice that they've done, and he would be an MVP candidate if it wasn't for that. And, well, and you know, got somebody in the house. We, we, do. we do. I do. We yeah, do. I'm, I'm directing traffic. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not want it's people right. walking and, in here while we were. And real quick, the only thing, the thing about all of this is the, the 49ers, Brock Party, they don't care about none of this. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. All oh, the yeah. accolades, yeah, yeah. like, like yeah. if if he won an MVP and they lost in the divisional round, then he would not be getting props in San Francisco. San Francisco media, all this other stuff, yeah. it would. It's it is only about the Super Bowl, which is unfair to a certain degree, but that's just what it is. It's about the Super Bowl with this group. That's it. And the yeah. thing is, sorry, James. I think that's the. I think that's the same thing for. <laughs> excuse me. I think it's the same for Philadelphia. I do and I don't. I think it, I think it's 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 a, a higher level of uh, um, like the they're they're real ultra focused on the Super Bowl here in San Francisco because for this fan base for this group it's been so long since they won when they've gotten so close so many times. It's it is an act of desperation right now mm. to win a Super Bowl. I think it's different. Not that Philly obviously wants to win a Super. Bowl. They have an opportunity. I mean, they lost last year. Yeah, but they won what four years ago. 
damn, that's right. You know, like the they, Nick Foles there, I forgot. <laughs> Holy crap! Right, like this is it is it is that's why Doug Peterson see, was their head coach. That was Doug a whole Peterson, coach ago. Yeah. I think that's why you see a lot of people flying off the the handle in the Bay Area with the media, the fans, all this other stuff. Because think about it, they've been close probably realistically eight times, mm-hmm. seven to eight times in the last twenty years to winning a Super Bowl, and they can't get over the hump for a team that prides themselves on being this Super Bowl franchise. I know as a kid, that's what I was brought up on. You win Super Bowls with the 49ers. They pride themselves on that, and they've been so close for so long. It's a, it's a heightened level of, uh, uh, of um, pressure for, for all these guys in San Francisco. Yeah, I'd also throw in this too, the guy that we're not talking about, I know this sounds crazy, but Dak Prescott's numbers are as good or better than any of these yeah, guys. Yeah, it does sound crazy. Yeah. He's 2,600 yards passing. He's got 19 touchdowns, only six interceptions. He's got two rushing touchdowns. His team is 7-3. and three. If somehow they beat Philly and they put themselves in a position, and, and we shake our head because they can't. Really? He's not going to. Well, he might. Um, they got no shot. He's got no shot of beating him. Yeah, but we'll see how they finish this last five weeks of the season six weeks of the season, like if, or seven, whatever it is now, if he's rolling like he has been, like, you know, he's finding CD lamb like he has, you never know. Like, I think this thing is a little bit more wide open than we would have thought at this. I'd argue too. I know a better chance than Dakota. (laughs) So just about to say, I know (laughs) James says, you never know. No, I know that game won an MVP. See if it, so. What what I think? Not to happens, say he's not having a great no, season. But remember, is, remember, but no, remember how big narrative is, is is part of these conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Like if Dak, if 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 Dak does everything James just laid out, guess who's one of the front runners leading into next season as as an mm-hmm. MVP candidate? It's Dak Prescott. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to do that this year, especially when you have it's it's you, you you we just we just focused on Brock and Jalen. We didn't bring up Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. All of these guys, their numbers are in the same category. I think the differentiating thing is going to be, does Philly lose again? And does last year weigh on voters' pens when they write in their candidate uh, uh, for this year? Yeah. I think this is a three-week stretch right here that Brock Purdy, if he wants to be the MVP, if he has the ability to be the MVP – he has three signature games and they walk out of this as a dominant team that everyone thinks is now the Super Bowl contender again. Who the hell won and, it last year? Patrick? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I, I think he did. Um, no one knows. Niners, this is how stupid this is. Not, no one even knows. Niner, Niners, well, I, I, I'm looking at two and one here. Go two and one in this three game stretch. Okay. Philly in the like two it, Seahawks games? Yeah. You got a short yeah. week going to Seattle. That's not easy. Then you got to go to Philadelphia, find a way to win one of those two games, and then win the game at home against Seattle. And I'm like, okay, all right. That yeah, it's, it's a tough stretch. Plus, yeah. I will tell you, like the the DAC thing. I mean, I just threw it out there because of the the numbers, right? No, I know he's having a good season. Oh, yeah, he's absolutely. having a really good season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I would also say that Brock Purdy has more playoff wins than he does. Oh well, that was and, unnecessary. And that, yeah, that was. Well, no, well, but that's that was going a shot. To be, that was a good shot. That was, that was a good shot. shot. I like that. I like that. <laughs> that was a shot. It's gonna be part of any discussion, though. <laughs> like he does, he's got more. He's got more wins, and the kids played. You know, he only played the last part of last year, and he's got two wins, and you got zero. And uh, he, well, he's. Uh, I think Dax got one, right? 
Yeah, one. So yeah. if you want to, like, no one is going to let him be an MVP until he takes a step where you're like, oh, okay, got you. You can win now. We're you went over the top, and and we're okay. So I say it's we all. We can let you back in the conversation. It's all narratives. It's all conversation. What it is. Yeah. Let's get back to the Kings uh, as uh, they'll play in New Orleans in just a little bit over an hour. You talked about um, a little leeriness of, of, about this game, and I think it's less of the way that the Kings – I think part of it is obviously the way that the Kings performed, but I think that they had that game where you felt like you couldn't take anything away from it. It's like if the, the, the Monday night Houston game had happened first. Like going into that – going into the second Houston game, you saw enough – from Saturday, like, oh, uh, Kings Kings clean up a couple of things, they'll be just fine. That winds up not being the case. They get blown out. We all, you know, have the, de- the, de- the de- dejected feelings that we had. But we had the Saturday game to know, okay, they, they do a lot of good. This is it's fine. They, they, they missed a couple of shots. They played fine. They got to correct a few things. They'll be fine. This game, there's nothing to take from it. Like, I know Mike watched film and did all of that. And now you're going in there against a team where it's like, okay, you got this Zion Williamson problem, you got this Valanciunas problem, you got this virtually unsolvable Brandon Ingram problem, you got a bunch of capable shooters, and we really don't know what we have. Oh, by the way, one of our starters is out. Also, we're getting one of our key rotational players back to play his very first game tonight, and it just feels like there's a lot of things. This many things shouldn't be up in the air. Uh at this point in the season. But that's where we are against New Orleans tonight. Yeah, I think if you look at the first half, there were things to take away. Like, I, I thought it wasn't until the third quarter where the Kings really got stomped on, and the game just, like, totally fell apart. And a lot of it was because Keegan wasn't there. Now you get to a, a full day to game plan, and it does sound like Keegan's not playing. I, I haven't looked, but, uh, but you know, again, he, he didn't go to shoot-around today, so let's just assume he's not going to play. Um, but, uh, like you have a, a full day and a half to game plan, how, how you use someone else to slow down someone, you know, whether again, that's Kessler or whoever it might be, that's going to get the call here. Um, but, uh, I, I still think that there are some positives that you could have taken away from the first half and, you know, you, you just have to be crisper. You've got to, you can't have tired legs against this team. Your defense has to look right. Uh, all of those things. And they just, they weren't the Kings in uh, on Monday. They didn't hit their three point shots. They, they weren't moving the same way. And we have to wait and see if that's the same team they are this time or if they've kind of snapped out of it. Yeah. I, I, I think one of the biggest things, which is always the biggest thing, and it's a concern with, with the Kings. I think this is some one of the reasons why Mike Brown was so adamant about the defense is they're hitting their shots. They've got the opportunity to handle anybody the way they want to. Monday they weren't hitting their shots, you know, and they had a stretch late in the first, early in the second when the shots started to fall, and that's when they were able to take the lead and stuff. But you mentioned earlier, Fox 2 of 12, you know, that's just that's tough when, when he's not hitting, when Kevin Herter's not hitting. Keegan Murray had to leave. That's another one of your shooters. So they're really on to making miss shots for this team, in my opinion, tonight specifically. They gotta, they gotta be on from beyond the arc because, like James, you laid out, they're those that are gonna be open, and to get everything else to open up, you gotta make them respect that jump shot. Yeah, yeah, um, that's it's Kings basket style of play that they have, 
you definitely have to, you know, hit your shots uh, from the perimeter. And because, you know, again, one thing opens up the other. You start hitting your your three-point shots, then everything else runs. And people start, you know, fading turners and, uh, you know, chasing guys way out at the top. of the, uh, But if, you know, the Pelicans push them around a little bit again, like they did in the last game, uh, Kings will be in trouble. I, I would just point to the fact that the, the Pelicans that we on Monday, it's not always a team that shows up. You know, they're a team that's seven and for a reason and parjuries, but it is just because, you know, haven't got there yet. They haven't got to the point where consistently bring that energy for every single night uh, until they do. Um, then, you know, we're not going to look at them in the same, the same way that we do some of the other top tier teams in the Western conference. Mm. Keegan Murray is officially out. Sasha Vizenkov is still listed as questionable. Uh, Chris, Devor- uh, Chris Duarte and Trey Lyles are marked available. So, so they will be uh, from Chris Biederman, uh, New Orleans right now. Um, Kings coach Mike Brown, and there won't be any in when it comes to Trey Lyles. Pause. Uh, expect a similar <laughs> workload to what he had last year as he makes his season debut after his calf injury. Goes into what I think this the philosophy is with this team. When you're available to play, yeah, ain't no, go. Yeah. ain't no mention. Like whatever can do to help that night. We we ain't doing that. Like you, you pooping. So that's what usually takes extra something like that. Because and and I think it also goes into always wanting these guys to have some some full practice. Yeah. Because he he wants them to be oh, as soon as they get cleared to play. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, and without and if you know Mike and no like no limitations or that the Trey's jumping right back in, I I could see a, a worry Lyle starts tonight. So yeah, I, I'm assuming does Mike not answer that question? Like this a million times. Does he wait until the sheet in front of you got thirty minutes before? Yeah, most he does. Okay, like he likes the gamesmanship of it. So that's typical uh, for for the my Pelicans players. are panicking right now because they don't starting in Plagan Murray. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's an interesting. Actually, to be honest with you, I haven't seen the Kings update the injury list this late in this one, where we can actually see that you know again that Duarte and and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Lyles are are active and mm-hmm. available. Um, but again, like Mike could get creative here. You mm-hmm. could see maybe Kevin Herter is. You want to try a little bit on Brandon Ingram, and yes, he's not as tall. Uh, Ingram, I think he's listed at, mm-hmm. um, but he weighs Ingram by like fifteen pounds, yeah. uh, and put seven. You know, and that you know, if, so if you started Duarte and had sort of an instigator on to start and start Barnes at the four. And see if you can get away with that. That's a possibility too. I'm all for on Zion Williamson tonight. See how come on, I mean, Dave. Seems to, come on, big dog. Second time. We saw that, charm. right? I believe yeah, you, we did. We did. I, I felt so bad. They was out yeah. there two two nights ago, it was just out there playing lockdown defense and greatest playmaking ball handlers we've ever seen. Yeah. And then gets thrown out there a couple of nights later against Zion. Or it wasn't even it was the next night yeah. against Zion Williamson. Yeah. Yeah, not a great look, um, you know, and, and like he, he did well on the offensive end, uh, Davion. I, mm-hmm. I think he didn't hit a bucket, but he, he finished with eight assists. So, you know, he's doing the best he, can, he could to, to keep the Kings in that game. Well, to keep it from getting worse than it was. So, Ham, you start cooking yet? No, I don't do any cooking for Thanksgiving. Oh. Yeah, m- so. M- m- um, Mrs. Mrs. Ham, attorney at law, does it all? Yeah, so I have um, 
my so we leave early we we leave here about probably 9 30 10 we get to my mom's we have a full thanksgiving at my mom's and with all my family i have a i have a big family my mom's one of five kids and like when i was young i i had 31 first cousins at one point i think i'm down to like 28 um just over the course of time but um then we leave there at about 2 30 and we go to my mother-in-law's house and we have a whole nother thanksgiving so i have dinner at two and then dinner again at like 4 35 and that's been my thanksgiving for the last 25 years it's always interesting to me i have none of that i have my sister who's here i just i have my sister and now my niece and nephew and yeah that's cool family. but yeah that's <laughs> Like I don't like my mom has like brothers and sisters. I don't talk to none of them. I don't know none of them. Yeah, we, I don't. It's like, always it's always hit or miss how we spend our Thanksgiving. It's never feels like it's never the same back to back. It's never. The same. Yeah, we have our our rituals. We will not travel for Christmas, so uh, that's my rule. Like we we told uh, our in laws and my mom and uh, my wife's mom when we were young when we first got married. Hey. We'll travel for Thanksgiving. We will not travel for Christmas. So you have to come to us. And if you don't want to come to us, it's fine. We'll just we just won't celebrate Christmas with you. Um, but once we had you know little ones at the house, so we host Christmas Eve with my family on uh, on Christmas Eve, and then my wife's family comes and my dad comes on Christmas Day. You know, I apologize to you guys because I've I've just been um, distracted for the last fifteen minutes or so. Can I read you a tweet? Uh oh. The sexy red tweet again? No, this is wilder. Okay. And on first take, the women that preceded Stephen A, how dare you pretend to know me? I don't know your name and I don't care. Angry face emoji. If my black mother Dorothy was still alive, you'd be in some big hot water. You are mean and ugly. Upside down happy face emoji. You're a nothing burger. Some weird face emoji. You can't guess who said that? No idea. Colts owner Jim Irsay. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, so now you know. why. Let's go back to the, the big line there. If my, my black, black mother, mother Dorothy, Dorothy was still alive, You'd be in some big hot water. So I had to Google, is Jim Irsay black? I haven't seen anything yet that tells me if he's black or not. This is a rabbit hole. (laughs) Jim Irsay got a black mother. I'm I'm sorry, and this was all addressed at Stephen A. Smith? He addressed it to, uh, I think my girl Kimberly was on uh, first take, and they were probably saying something crazy because she responded. He's been on on a tweet storm all day just going at Stephen A. He's threatening to sue, (laughs) all that good stuff. Dorothy, known as Daz, passed in 2002 after raising her grandchildren, Carly, Casey, and her beloved buddy, Kalen. She altered Ursay history. She was the strongest woman I've ever known, and my children will testify that altered our family's history forever. Dorothy Bloodsalt was my black mom. What did, why does he keep... So what are you trying... What are you saying, sir? I don't know. Like, is this biological? Is this the 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 nanny? Like, what are you saying, sir? He had to have gotten hacked, bro. There's no way. <laughs> this is one of those discussions, and I'm just not going to say anything <laughs> because anything I say is going to come across the wrong way. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, well, what? I'll give him. He cap. 
he capitalized the B in black and the M in mom. Dorothy Bloodsaw was my black mom. I just want to know what him. Is he black? I, Jim Irsay's not black. <laughs> He's tan. The title of the show. I was that's literally about to say right now. I was literally show. about to say that's what it is. Hey, can I shout out my nephew real quick? I, I want to shout out my nephew because he grew up in the Bay Area when it was 49ers and like the, 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 the Giants mm-hmm. and the Warriors winning like titles and titles and titles. Mm-hmm. He's not even a Warriors fan. You talk mm-hmm. about a kid to be proud of, man. He don't like the Golden State Warriors. That's what I'm talking about, baby. He, he, he loves his Kings. That's what I'm talking about, but baby. He's a, he's a Celtics fan, well, which that's, that's all right. That's, that's not all right. what I'm talking about, but we, right. we can talk about it. That's all right. It, uh, is your nephew Brendan Nunez? <laughs> my, ne- <laughs> my nephew, <laughs> my nephew is not Brendan Nunez, though they're probably the same age. Um, man, have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us this week. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, as always. Uh, we greatly appreciate you. We will. Um, we still got more work to do. We're headed over to one zero two five. We got business to attend to there. Uh, but I hope everyone has a, a, a great holiday, a safe holiday. Uh, enjoy this game tonight. A huge, huge game for the yep, Sacramento Kings yep. on Friday against the Minnesota Timberwolves in that in-season tournament. Uh, and then a full day of uh, football and food. Um, yes. So we appreciate you guys. Hammer, we appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you guys back here after the holiday. Have a great Thanksgiving. Kings light the beam. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.